Welcome to War and Beast, the podcast that does one better than Dr. Strange Love by having a robotic rat riding the missile. I'm Greg. <laughs> I'm Emily. I'm Jordan. And I'm Kendall. And this week we are reviewing Season 2, Episode 13, The Agenda Part 3. Ha! Huh, I got the numbering right this time. Yeah. <laughs> I, loved your, I loved your edit last episode. Yeah. I was, I was wondering when I was listening to it, I'm like, there's like too many twos in there, but I don't know. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to like say anything because I could just... I've misheard you, so <laughs> you did wind up correcting me like a few seconds later. But I, I, I listened to it and I was like, "Oh God, that was bad." I'm like, "There's not even 20 episodes in this season." So <laughs> yeah, but yes, this is the end of season two. A lot of stuff happened. Yeah, will we get a season three? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> we do because we're in the future. Yeah, I, yeah. This is uh, 19. 19- Whatever. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Two, it is the year two thousand X. This is an older show. Twenty X six. That's actually funny because I was I was like hanging out with um some of the other AE people earlier and they they made it. Uh, I, we were playing a game and another player had like Man of Action as their name and I was like ha Ben Ten and they're like what are you talking about I'm like you know Man of Action like made Ben Ten and they're like they're like what and I'm like. We never watched Ben 10. I'm like, oh, well, I did. Like, yeah, I was a little... And then, like, I think Julie says, like, I was a little too old for that. And I'm like, well, I mean, like, I'm older than you. <laughs> like, and it's like, yeah, like, you watched Beast Wars. <laughs> so you must be older than us. <laughs> well, well, now... Like, which, I just like cartoons! Back off! <laughs> oh, yeah, like which, which season of Ben 10 was your favorite, though? I only watched, like, most of the first one and, the, like, most of the second. Well, let's see. Like, I the remember... one where he's older and he's, like... I dropped They're off all during Ultimate Alien for a while there. Yeah, I didn't I get that far. Tricks, but then I kind of picked up again when they did the monster uh, thing, too, because that's when they had the Daffy Duck slash Deadeye Duck analog. Yeah. Yeah. But um, And that's also the uh, season that had, I, I think I mentioned it there, the Food Around the Corner episode. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, and they found out that the... the the tiger creature that he had in later, which uh, I think was voiced by DiMaggio. He was like, you know, it was like, I think it's like Raph and he talks to the third person. He's like, Raph, will f-, you know, he's like basically just like a, a wrestling hype man for himself. Mm. And he's like always shouting and stuff like that. Greg, Greg, and in- these two are nerds, yes. aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the alien, like the aliens that, that Raph comes from show up and they're like fully clothed. And they're like, wait, the alien I, I, you know, change into doesn't have it. Like, he's like, he's like, yeah, it's like you guys are fully clothed. He's like, yes, it's it's quite uh, unnatural for for our species to be without clothes. And he's like, uh, I will not turn into wrath during this during these negotiations. Then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, IMDb. Like we need to make a need to make a Ben Ten podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so IMDb. This, I suppose. Yes, IMDb. Uh, the agenda part three trivia features cameo appearances by some of the original Transformers, nineteen eighty four. Namely, Optimus yeah. Prime, Iron Hat, Ratchet, Prowl, Cup, Megatron, Thundercracker, Soundwave, and Starscreen. Is it really Cup? Yeah. Cup. K-U-P. Cup. Yep. That's a character. 
He's a, he was a, he was a main character in the in the movie. I didn't realize he'd yeah. be on the arc though. Yeah, I guess he was already uh, on he, actually, he didn't premiere until the movie, so I was yeah. kind of surprised. I yeah, I think they kind of just did that after the fact since yeah. you know they're fans of G one and and the movie. Maybe maybe he was maybe Cup was on the ship that whole time because I mean there's no explanation to why Cup and Hot Rod are on Earth when the movie happens. They're just there. That's true. Yeah, maybe he was like there the whole time. He's just in the background. It's like. Yeah, I'm here too. <laughs> <laughs> Discussing the strength of the Ark spaceship, Primal replies, die-cast construction. It's a lost art. This is a tribute to the original Transformers toys, which were made from die-cast parts. I knew it. Yep. Yeah. I knew that too. Even, even as a kid, I thought, I'm like, oh, I got That's a joke. This is clever. <laughs> um, Rat Trap refers to his vehicle mode as Knievel mode, a reference to Evil Knievel. I love that. Uh, I should <laughs> love that. I don't. It didn't work. But it, the... Ep, the uh, the rat trap stuff in that bit worked mostly. I just had to deal with the, that. I didn't like that part. Um, when rat traps torch goes out and he has to break through the ship with his beast mode's teeth, he calls himself the stainless steel rat. This was a moniker used by famous thief who appeared in a series of sci-fi novels by Harry Harrison. Huh? That's a deep cut. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a deep cut. I wonder, I wonder if it's a coincidence or, or if it's like legitimately that person was a fan of that. In, in Japan, this episode was called Mukashi Mukashi, or Once Upon a Time. This this is a direct reference to the Transformers 1984, from which the Great War began, and where Beast Wars comes full circle back to. Yep. Okay, this person must have given last week's uh, Japanese episode title, too. That's overly <laughs> explaining. Um, they don't have... Uh, the thing that Greg brought up for the beginning that when uh, when Rat Trap is sitting on the missile and says "Yeehaw," that is an overt reference to uh, to um, Doctor Strange Love or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb, a classic uh, Stanley Kubrick movie, right? Yeah, I think so. it was Kubrick. And, uh, Pretty sure it was Kubrick. And that um, is really good, and you should go watch it, and uh, it's good. It, it's probably playing at your local AMC theater at least sometime this year because it's one of those movies that TCM yeah. puts out in the movie theaters. I have never seen it. You should. It's good. I mean, I know you Think live in Canada it. where the threat of nuclear war <laughs> is not quite as as uh, as constant as it is in it, the United it's States. Still, it's, it's, I feel like it's still there. We're right next to you guys. You know, like if, if you guys were nuked, it would not be good for us either. <laughs> Yeah, well, maybe. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, you know. Plus, like, but, specifically, uh, like, around where I live, we have a dam that powers, like, the west coast of, like, both Canada and America. So we're, like, a we could be easily attacked. Okay. In a war. Okay. Well, you know. <laughs> I think if we were attacked, it would be either for our water or for our oil. So I don't think they risk nuking us for those. Well, right. no, but I mean, like. Specifically, they could attack the dam here, and then like oh, there wouldn't yeah. be any power on the west coast, and that'd be a pretty big blow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, also if um, if the if the Soviet Union's secret doomsday device went off, uh, then that would you know that would be a problem for you guys too, I guess. Mm, probably. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, nuclear war would be bad for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or or it's not a well, it's a secret doomsday device because they didn't reveal it yet. Anyway, you should see the movie because it's it's a it's it's got a good mix of it's mostly comedy and uh, but then also it's weird and also it's uh you know uh it's uh, just well done and stuff and it and it the pacing is really good. A lot of older films because. Uh, 
people have because pe- people used to have these things called attention spans. The pacing can be a little bit slow in films like that. I feel like the pacing in in uh, in Doctor Strange Love is is really is really good. Um, you know. Yeah, but but uh, didn't uh, Molly said that's what she expected when she saw Casablanca, and the pacing in that was okay. So maybe it's just yes, yes. In the I think in, it depends on the movie. In the greatest movies ever made, the pacing is pretty good. I think the pacing in yeah. in Citizen Kane is also pretty good. Um, but but there definitely are old movies that get slow in the middle. Hmm. And and movies that uh, like uh, like like guess who's coming to dinner is a very famous movie and that one I could not get through because I don't have the attention span for it so uh, yeah anyway they made that movie so maybe it'd be better for the remake oh they did I, yeah I didn't know that I think I think um I think the guy who was in like American Pie was in it okay yeah like the one dude Stifler that guy yeah that doesn't sound like uh that doesn't sound like it was gonna win any oscars no i don't think so no because <laughs> anyway. um, that that movie's about like a interracial thing right yeah yeah oh yeah. i think i knew that they they remade it but they switched the races or something yeah. they did did anyway uh the last uh, and this is spoilery this was the last episode to be broadcast in france yet it ends with a serious cliffhanger which the villains seemingly win and destroy the heroes so mm-hmm yeah, uh, I was like, like again, like I, I think I said it earlier. Like every, like, like at least every season so far, Beast Wars has ended with the bad guys winning, and well, that's pretty. The, I don't crazy. feel like the bad guys won at the end of last season. I feel like this sort it was of killed mur- the leader. That's a win. It was mutually assured destruction. Yeah, yeah I mean, it was more or less. Yeah, I mean, they killed Op. Yeah, they killed Optimus, but also yep. they were in. But also they they scattered their own ranks and. And I'm just saying, like all the info from that in that episode is the bad guys won. Like we, the next episode, it's like oh, a trans thing, and then they lose two people, and and yeah, sure. But like in the end of season one, because like I said before, like they didn't know they were going to get another season every season, <laughs> so they were like, oh, we'll end it with Optimus Prime dying. Oh, we'll end it with like you'll I, see what happens on this one. I like, think <laughs> I, I guess- think they had an inkling on this one. I feel like, like I don't. I don't think they honestly would have left it this big of a cliffhanger if they didn't. I don't know. I, I remember. I, I mean, again, like this is all secondhand information, but I remember yeah. like a reviewer talking about the series and being like, they were prepared to end the series every time mm. with bad guys winning. They yeah. were like, I guess like with that. the first with the first <laughs> season, I took it. As, I took it as they 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 survived and they defeated the Vox. Like the 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 tail end of the of the first season was. They were fighting the Vox. They were no longer fighting the Predacons. I mean, they even had the stupid truce. So, I mean, yeah, Optimus died, but I, I just didn't, I didn't read it as a, as a, as an overt Predacon victory, the way that this season ended. Fair enough. But yeah, we're talking about the end of season two now, not the end of season one. <laughs> we talk about what, you, what we want. They were talking about Ben Ten earlier. Yeah. <laughs> so what's on the TF Wiki, Jordan? All right, so. Um, wow, they go into continuity errors really <laughs> in detail here. Um, basically, th- there's just two that they kind of go on to about, especially about the, uh, this, this episode calls into sudden question the location of the Maximal and Predacon bases. Yeah. It's like the events of Code of Heroes seem to place a se- series firmly be- somewhere in Africa where early humanity evolved. The templates for the Maximals, Beast Mos, Gorillas, Cheetahs, Rhinos would seem to back this up. 
However, the Ark is traditionally seen to have crashed in the Pacific Northwest of the United States. If this is the case, the Maxwells pursued Megatron across the Atlantic Ocean and over an entire <laughs> continent. <laughs> sure. And early they're humans fast. Still, <laughs> the early humans still appear before any theoretical crossing of the Atlantic could have taken place. Uh, when we get a shot of the Earth from space at the end of the episode, the planet is covered by clouds, making it hard to locate exactly where the time storm is originating from. Yeah, that's true. That's uh, right. And let's see. Uh, either way, it doesn't make much sense that the Maximals make no attempt to shoot down Megatron while he's still on the run, rather than waiting till he reaches his destination in his de- uh, in his defense. Optimus may have thought that they were at a disadvantage during the chase. Uh, only Rattrap is in a position to attack. Optimus and Cheetor being in flight mode, and Rhinox probably having enough problems balancing on Optimus's hoverboard. That's and, true. And Megatron would be hard to hit. Uh, he's pretty far away, not presenting nice any uh, much of a target from Rattrap's <laughs> position. <laughs> of course, that still doesn't explain why Optimus ju- doesn't just let Cheetor and Rattrap fly ahead and get a better shot. Uh, later this episode, Rattrap is the only one who scores a direct hit on the Ark's f- fusion cannon. Um, but and do a- we know, do, do the characters know that Megatron is the only one, Is like that, that all the other Predacons have been taken off the board? I don't know if they know. I think they can they can safely assume that the uh, Ravage, his ship, and uh, Rampage are off the board for the time being. Even if the Quick Strike was like flattened, and then Tarantulas was in the ship, right? Yeah, yes. but they don't know. I mean. They don't know what's going on with with Silverbolt and Black Arachnia. They don't know right. about, for that matter, they don't know what's going on. What's up with Waspinator? So yeah, they're so probably they followed him to see what he was doing like like you know they they didn't want to because if you take him out and then they're like uh i don't okay we shot him down now what's now what happens oh and then somebody resets the universe waspinator resets the universe (laughs) or or um optimus i got the sense that optimus had a a suspicion as to what megatron was doing so maybe he wanted to uh to follow Megatron in order to find out where the Ark was, because you know he probably wasn't gonna. They probably weren't gonna kill Megatron. Um, I mean, if they did, then we wouldn't be able to tell at the end of the episode. Um, but they they probably weren't gonna kill Megatron. And if Megatron still knows, that's still a threat. And and in this case, they can they can follow him there. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Also, maybe maybe they waited till they were over the Pacific Ocean to try to shoot him. <laughs> Uh, let's see, it says Black Arachnia claims that the Great War started in 1984 when Mount St. Hillary erupted in both the, uh, in both the Marvel comics and the cartoon, the war had started long before the Ark even crashed and gone on without interruption. Yeah. Yeah, and that's <clears throat> the reawakening of the Ark and Nemesis crews intensified the conflict. Hang on, hang on a second, hang on a second. Last episode, yes. last episode, they made a big deal that it was a continuity error that the war had been going on before 1984. And now you're saying it's a continuity error that okay, they the said war that it, it, had it started not been on that's, Earth until 1984. It was on yeah, Cybertron they're, they're, for like millennium after before that, and it went on at, even when the crews crashed and stuff. Like, like, like basically, it was still happening on Cybertron while they were asleep here. Yeah, it's Earth. it's the same as like last time. Like it, they seem to make make it seem like their awakening uh, the of Optimus Prime and Megatron here was what ignited the Great War. When the Great War was kind of going on uh, separate of them, it's just that they brought the Great War to Earth. Yeah, yeah. I also thought maybe like 
I also it, thought it was. What you should have said is it's beginning of the end of the Great War because, yeah. like, I thought it wasn't kind of, the. I thought it wasn't the Great War until it was at Earth. I thought that's what you guys told me, and like a million years ago. I don't in the think first so. episode. Um, also, also, then it still makes sense that the Secret War was going on when the Challenger happened. Bleh. Take that TF wiki from last week. <laughs> uh, That's right. I'm defending this episode. <laughs> Surely the Maximals would have reached the Ark much faster if Optimus Primal had helped Rhinox tor- force open the doors. Seen as how he's previously demonstrated physical strength on par with for superior <laughs> to Rhinox. That. But yeah. no, he just <laughs> kind of stands back and tells Rhinox to hurry. He's trying to psych Rhinox up. He's like, come on, hurry. <laughs> you could like fly above him and do it too. If it was, it was, a, if it was an issue of space. Because then his gorilla form, he's still really strong. Like, whatever. Maybe he was tired from flying across the world. <laughs> he had to do that. He was just like, he was just on a board. Yeah. He, <laughs> yes. But no, you no, see, he flew across the world. I, I, I know the board's his tired. His body, but don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, he's still, it's like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like if, if you had a really good at farting and your farts could make you fly. And you were just constantly farting for the entirety of the world. Okay. You'd eventually run out of gas. God. Yeah, all right. We're energized. I don't uh, even want to know how we managed to get here. Uh, so there's a couple of continuity notes. Uh, the episode finally reveals why Optimus was worried about Megatron's activities for for the past few episodes. Uh, hold on here. Let's see. Uh, presumably this. Oh, sorry. I'm reading it out of order. Sorry. Uh, he's afraid that Megatron will use the information on the Golem Disk to find the Ark and alter history. Presumably, this is the matter of great importance Dinobot wished to speak with D- Optimus about at the end of Maximal No More. Uh, yeah, Bla- that would make sense. Black Arachnid downloaded the disk data along with the access codes for the Ark in the coming of the Fusars Part 2. And uh, as the time storm starts messing with the universe, Optimus starts warping between the robot and beast modes of both his current transmetal form and original organic body. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it did happen. It was a pretty cool visual, too. And so we then now get to the Transformer references, which start with the bullet point, oh boy, where to start? <laughs> uh, first of all, we have the Ark itself, the spaceship that carried the Autobots to Earth in Generation 1 cartoons and comics. Uh, the Ark is pursued, boarded, and shot down by the Cycleton warship Nemesis, another component of the Generation origin story, which in Black Arachnia's flashback we that's presumably the ship following the the ark yeah uh black arachnia's flashback shows the ark launching off of ancient cybertron manning the bridge of the ark uh is our prowl ironhide optimus prime jazz and ratchet that was who the i i couldn't tell who the last one was i recognized ironhide <laughs> prowl uh the volcano the ark crashes into is unnamed in this episode although g1 fans will immediately recognize it as the fictional mount saint hillary yes uh, as Megatron boards the Ark, Optimus swears by Primus. <laughs> uh, <Yes>. the, Ark, <laughs> the Ark is protect, protected by Teletran 1, who also receives a name drop in the episode. Uh, yeah, see, I, I thought that was the name of the ship, but no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. War G1 characters show up as Major sway through the Ark's bridge. We see uh, Prowl, Jazz, and Prime reappear, along with uh, Skywarp, Starscream, and Soundwave. Interesting, Jazz and Prowl use variations of their Marvel Comics color models, pairing partially blue rather than black. <sighs> Megatron gloats that the Autobot and Decepticons will sleep for four million years. That was the given length of time between the crash of the Ark and the awakening of the Transformers in the original cartoon. Assuming Megatron is correct, the Ark has only very recently crashed. Or just like, they don't count like 
I mean, like, I think they've been saying that dinosaurs existed 65 million years ago since I was a kid, and it's been a few years since then. It's just, like, not, they don't count, like, 20 years. So, like, I mean, relatively well, early. I mean, trash, I mean but- it would make sense that he would show up right after they crashed, because Megatron knows when he crashed, and he told he's the one that told Megatron where to go. Yeah, no, I'm just saying it doesn't necessarily mean right, that, right, right, but right. It, 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 it was, probably, he was rounding up. I mean, after a couple of million years, he... It's just that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, yeah, because like, like people don't say like the dinosaurs existed sixty five million nine hundred thousand sixty nine years ago. Like yeah. people don't say that, right? I <laughs> yeah, I mean, but yeah, I think I mean I heard that, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I mean I think it would make sense that he would want to go back if if the transwarp drive he can go at any point in history, and they've identified the precise moment when the ship crashed. He would want to go as close to that time period as possible when he went back so that one so that he doesn't have to deal with human technology you know he has the the absolute most primitive versions of humans to deal with and then also yeah just in case something else happened Mm -hmm. they need the most hypersleep right now uh it also mentions the the die cast uh a side joke that uh kendall mentioned from the imdb which, by the way, I love Rat Trap's line where that ship wasn't built; it was poured. Yes, <laughs> that was good. Yeah, that was a good line. Uh, the Ark has a fusion cannon to help deter intruders, a weapon that some that's more infamously found on Generation One Megatron's right arm. Yep. Then we've got the real world references. It also points out the Knievel mode, like uh, Kendall mentioned. Uh, it also mentions the Seamless Steel Rat too. By the way, mm-hmm. um, during the short flight between. A fight between Rhinox and Rampage. Rhinox dives through the air, firing his guns in a homage to the killer. Well, I mean, like, it they've, kind of, they've, they've done the dive a few times with Rat Chat more. Yeah. Yeah. But, but Rat Chat never done two, two guns a blazing. That's true. He <laughs> I never mean, went to Kimbo. I'd say that's, that's definitely a, like a, like a, like a cliche. Like an action yeah. movie cliche, yeah. Yeah. And then, and uh, then, uh, and then when, um, Black Arachnia was is getting the... this. What? Was the Matrix set before this episode? Probably no, not. it was not. I was going to make that joke, <laughs> but no, it was not. Matrix was way after this. Yeah, yeah. But you interrupted uh, my joke, so it didn't work. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not forgiven. Uh, mentions Rat Trap's uh, homage to Doctor Strangelove as well. And it mentions that Black Arachnia refers to Silverbolt as Jojo, possibly in reference to Jojo the Dog-Faced Boy. I not was JoJo's wondering Bizarre about Adventure. That. No, not JoJo's Bizarre <laughs> Adventure. Why not? <laughs> it, yeah, so, I think it would have been a bit ahead of its time if that was the case. No, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is like an 80s manga. Was it? Yeah. I thought it was late 90s. I'm pretty sure it was in the 80s. I don't just up now. The manga has been around for yeah, a while. Yeah, I think the manga is like a really old manga. Uh so then there's just some trivia here where it says Megatron, to no one's surprise, is perfectly willing to sacrifice most of his team to defeat the Maximals. Black Arachnia, Inferno, Quickstrike, and Rampage were all originally Maximal protoforms, or in Rampage's case, the product of Maximal science. If his plan to destroy the Autobots and Maximals retroactively had worked, he would have been left with a team consisting of Waspinator and Tarantulas. Tarantulas' precise origins are unclear, but he's definitely not a descendant of the Autobots. Yeah. So, um, the manga came out in 1987. Oh. Yeah. So, in any event, Megatron's plan would seem to be temporally problematic, 
since such a drastic change would have wiped out the Predacons and himself just as easily as the Maximals. Small wonder he was reluctant to follow his, uh, his namesake's instructions and regards it as the ultimate risk. Megatron's ending in the Beast Wars Transmetals video game further elaborates on, on this, saying that with Optimus Prime dead, there would be no Matrix, and as such, nothing to stop Unicron from destroying Cybertron, an Ooh. act that would wipe out the Autobots and Decepticons. Yeah. A change to the agenda uh, would elaborate on what might have happened in the ti- to the timeline if Megatron had killed Optimus, and the results aren't particularly pleasant. Uh, by the way, that is, let's see, what is it? A, a uh, story from uh, that Beast, Rise, Beast Wars Uprising, I think mm-hmm. I mentioned in previous. Yep. Well, you know, I mean. Oh, uh, shit. Uh, pe- hmm? Sorry. Okay. okay. I'm, quit Twitter. It's Monster <laughs> Hunter PS4. I'm happy. <laughs> Let's continue. <laughs> um, what was uh, E3. Um, apparently, Rhinox is afraid of heights. While sitting on Primal's hoverboard, he looks straight ahead, occasionally looking down and immediately snapping straight up with that looks <laughs> like uh, pure terror on his face. Ah, uh, poor Rhino. The word suckers is written on the giant missile in Cybertronics. <laughs> really? Yeah. And then finally, oh. Bob Forward had originally intended to make Ratchop true all the way through Ravage's ship in beast mode rather than using a laser cutter first. In a sly remark on Madman's commentary of the episode, he states, "My version would have been cheaper." <laughs> and that is all the uh, TF Wiki has. Mm, okay. Well, with that being said, I suppose we better get into this episode. Uh, the opening of the episode, we of course get a bit of a flashback to the first two. And I apologize; my voice is still sort of raspy, getting over this flu that i had last week yeah you actually sound like worse this time yeah last week <laughs> kind of weird last week you sounded like a ro- last week you sounded like batman this week you sound like a robot i'm batman robot <laughs> oh, damn it robo batman i'm optimus prime i've got a few there questions you go. for you that's great i like that <laughs> but yeah um so we get a bit of a uh flashback on the first two episodes uh of course we go over the Big giant ring, the Predacon Council sending a ship, and pretty much it leaves us off exactly where we left off with the second episode, where it picks up with Megatron is hovering over the ship, and it starts shooting at people. Only this time we don't get the wacky face that Optimus made at the end of the last episode. Because <laughs> it looked like rubber. But So, from here... Uh, the, the shots managed to miss Optimus and Cheetor and instead hit the Axelon with the shields up. And we then get Optimus and Cheetor attacking Ravage's ship. They managed to do some damage and Cheetor's like, oh yeah, we bad. Uh, but then and immediately they're attacked by Quick Strike. So, but yeah. Uh, we get a uh, bit of a uh, scene where Inferno's in his tank mode. And starts launching missiles at the ship. Uh, get some really big explosions from his missiles. Uh, I would almost be willing to wager that his missiles are actually packing more of a punch than Ravage's ship is. I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, pretty... yeah. I mean, they've got like they've clearly got souped-up weapons in this episode. So, like everybody does. So, like, yeah. Well, they know it's time to bring all their all yeah, their, uh, everything to bear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're on full attack because this is like 
you know, it's end game stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Rhinox, of course, makes the comment that the uh, the shields aren't going to be able to take much many more hits like that. Uh, so we then get Rat Trap, who decides to take it upon himself. He grabs a couple of, of sticky bombs uh, that I assume he puts into his his arms to to store, and then goes into the aforementioned Knievel mode uh, and launches himself <laughs> off Which the Which I table. love. Yeah, but Ken doesn't like apparently. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why weren't you overly fond of it? I, I, yeah, I mean, anytime they make like overt pop culture, real world, like as if they watched, t- as if they were humans watching TV references, like I'm, I always kind of cringe a little bit because this should be, you know, these guys are supposed to be aliens. Um, was Evil Knievel still around then, though? I think his son was. Like, I remember there was like. Uh, Saturday morning cartoon of like Super Dave that was kind of a par- parody slash homage to Evil Knievel. Yeah, I watched but, that. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know if that was like during the same time this was out. No, you know, um, I mean, no, Evil Knievel was. I mean, e- the name Evil Knievel was known. Like people, it was in the zeitgeist, but he wasn't literally well, still doing stunts. I don't think. Well, you see. Kendall, well, I'm just saying it, it's the, an the, old zeitgeist. The, the Autobots. They met Evil Knievel or watched him or whatever, and it became and it became part of their lexicon. And then it just became the word for Daredevil in in Cybertronian. So like when it came to this, he was just saying that he was a Daredevil. Like he doesn't yeah. even realize who he's referencing. Yeah, it could be. I still don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't just because it doesn't feel alien. They haven't like like the goal of well, the mean, goal of transform. Yeah, let's say like. What's he going to do? Be like, oh, this is like the alien daredevil, blah, blah, blah name. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I think it's cute. He, I, he I, could I, make I a different saying. joke that's actually funny is what I'm is what I would say. OK. I mean, well, let's face it. If he had said flim flam mode, they probably wouldn't have been as nearly as, you know, impressive. <laughs> yeah, because he's the least favorite part of uh, uh, the 13 ghosts of Scooby-Doo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I um, yeah, it's okay. You don't have a joke. Cool. I'm just, I'm just, you know, making conversation. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, yes, we. I mean, get, I don't uh, like that. I don't like the third modes of the of the transmetals, like in the first place. And rat traps is the second worst after uh, after tarantulas. So, like, uh, so like, I, I mean, so like, if you do anything with that, that is not good. That is also a thing that I don't like. It's gonna like really rub me the wrong way. Yeah, right. and meanwhile, I love the vehicle mode. So I mean, like, we're just gonna have to agree disagree on that one thing. <laughs> Look, if there's one thing that I think ruins Transformers, it's when they turn into vehicles. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Taking out Can't wait half till we the do reason our... for the shows. Can't wait till we do our G1 episodes. <laughs> so Rattrap manages to to launch himself onto the ship, and he's got a. Uh, Sort of a blowtorch that he's using to cut into it. Uh, trying to remember how we go from here. He starts cutting into it. Uh, he says, "All right, now you stinky Decepticon piece of cheese," because obviously you can't say piece of shit in, in a kid show. But but neither here nor there. Oh, and this is where he makes the uh, the stainless steel rat comment as well. I forgot um, about that. Did we mention the part with like? Quick strike and everything, or did I just did I just zone out? Or no, we hadn't made we hadn't mentioned that yet. Okay. No, 
Because well, like that technically happens before he he tears up the ship. That's why. Oh yeah. Because I mean, we cool. mentioned we mentioned he got in those shots at Optimus and Cheetor, but we didn't mention what yeah. happened to Quick Strike. Yeah. Ah okay. Yeah, because essentially uh, we've got a bit of a firefight that's going on between uh, the ship and Rampage, while Quick Strike is riding on top of Rampage, shooting at Optimus and Cheetor. Uh, he gets hit by the auto guns on the ship, and then Cheetor manages to shoot him off of Rampage, who then proceeds to run him over. Because <laughs> Rampage doesn't care. Yeah. And gotcha. while, while Cheetor gets a, a moment to gloat, he's then shot by Megatron. And They also, uh, they also kind of cringe a little bit when he gets run over. Yeah, it kind of looks yeah. like it went crotch first, too, so it's like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but there was also, I think, a wet squish sound, too, because like a squishing of a oh, bug, absolutely. which just yeah. made it even worse. Yeah. Everyone was cringing, except Rampage, because he could care less. No, he probably thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, he was probably laughing a bit on the inside, at least, I would say. <laughs> but yeah, he, um, so he gets run over. Uh, Megatron, though, takes out Optimus and Cheetor. And then we then cut back to uh, Rampage, who is uh, coordinating an attack with uh, Ravage's ship on the Axelon. Uh, he's pretty much a taken out their shield single-handedly, I would say. Uh, the, the size of the missile, the last missile that he uses, is really crazy big. Yeah. Because yeah. he's transformed out of his tank mode into his robot mode now, and he's got this, you know, missile Bazooka. launcher, I guess. RPG. Yeah. It's a role-playing and- game gun. <laughs> <laughs> role-playing game gun. Yeah. I like that. Oh, we do get... Um, because it cuts back inside the ship, and Rhinox is looking through almost like a periscope in the ship. And then suddenly and, he's in Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. And, and the, the computer says that shields are critical, uh, and Rhinox says, well, that's just dandy. No, yeah, that's just like, prime. prime. What, the, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it was like trying to play on it. Like, it, it, you expected him to say Prime, and yeah. then he doesn't, and that's the joke. I yeah, think, I, I don't know. It made me feel weird. Hell. <laughs> Strange feelings <laughs> that I didn't understand. And <laughs> it's okay. So, with the um, the shields down, we've got um, Rhinox is outside the ship now, and he starts having a bit of a firefight with Rampage. Uh, as we alluded to earlier, Rhinox sort of makes this leap while shooting his guns and rampage is using two guns as well. And it's a little nifty. I think rampage is, is rather, uh, taken with it all though. I, I did like how, like, uh, while he was gloating that the shield dispersed, which didn't shatter like, like it did yeah. last time. But, uh, he like, he's like, he, t- the second he, uh, looks for away from the flash is when, is when Rhinox is just right there blasting him yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like did it work and then immediately he's getting shot down yeah <laughs> uh we we then cut to ravage uh who now that he realizes that the shield is down he orders tarantulas to divert all power to the weapons which tarantulas pushes a really big green button on his console 20 minutes and, while somebody get can sneak up behind him yeah and uh we get a 
a really, really big missile popping out of the back of the ship. Yeah, if I may, it's like half the size of a ship. Yeah, it's (laughs) if I may um, channel my inner Matt from teenagers with attitude. Why didn't Mm -hmm. they just shoot the fucking gun at the fucking base? Like they wanted in one big explosion, I guess. But you're right; they should have just kept firing their normal ass weapons. That would have done the job. Or, or the, I mean, I mean, I mean, I or shoot the fucking missile. Just you don't need to also have full power blasts of your crappy lasers. Just shoot the fucking I missile. Think, I think they were powering up the late the missile too. Like it doesn't make sense when he's like. Like, I thought it was weird, too, when he's like, power up our weapons, and then a missile comes out. I'm like, why well, you got to power the, that up? But the missile, missile, yeah, the missile comes out, and then you see the, like, the lasers charging up on the guns. Yeah, but yeah. the missile starts glowing blue, too. So it's like the missile's getting powered up as well, but that doesn't make any sense. They it's just weird. Didn't, they it decided they didn't want to charge the battery in the missile until until they were going to use guess. it. I guess that's why it's, it takes 20 minutes. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just as, um... Just shoot the fucking base! <laughs> yeah, as uh, as Tarantulas finishes powering it up, we then get Rattrap falling. Well, not so much falling, but he sort of controlled falls. He grabs a wire from as he sort of pops through the ceiling of the ship and manages to toss the sticky bombs, which catch on Tarantulas's palms. And of course, Tarant- Yeah. This whole segment with Rat Trap doing this like cool like driving onto the ship move, like breaking in, throwing bombs on the ship and jumping off of it is such a badass move. Like yeah. I'm like Rat Trap's so Rat Trap's so cool in this whole season. All like the cool like action things he does. Like I, I love it. He 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 he's MVP in terms of like combat. Like how yeah. cool he's been. Yeah. So Kendall, I'm I'm assuming you could probably mark a, a tarantulous death here and we we're going to get a ravaged death because the explosion comes from the back of the ship and sort of moves its way down the hall. And we get Ravage sitting up and sees the explosion and is, holds up a fist and is like, Decepticons forever. And then, you know, Rat Trap blows is, up. Yep. Yeah. Rat Trap is inexplicably fine, even though he was right in the middle of the explosion. No, yeah. he's on top of the. He, he went out of the. the the, I know, the I know, I know. I'm just saying, if you were right <laughs> next to... The, he used the armor plane of the of the ship to basically shape his explosion down the bo- the hall of the ship while he was outside. I understand, outside. I understand. He got into... There was, a, there was, a, there was an old refrigerator uh, when the nuclear bomb hit, and he just climbed inside there, and he well, was no, fine. Like, the, the, the explosion just... just it, it destroys the entirety of the inside of his ship, but the outside of his ship is pretty much intact, except for the windows burst. So it kind of feels like... The ship's going down, but like I, if you're on the outside of a ship, you'll be okay. <laughs> I know. I just feel like I just feel like between last episode and this episode, the uh, uh, the Maximals have escaped near death from explosions one too many times, and I'm just not. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna point it out when they keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, round traps what riding a missile a la Doctor Strangelove, mm-hmm. and the ship starts crashing into the ground. Uh, Megatron is freaking out, saying no. Uh, Rampage starts running away as the ship is almost chasing him as it's crashing into the ground and sliding. <laughs> so the ship is like crashing into pillars. Rat Trap has his like little tail whip where he's going yeehaw, heads up. <laughs> and then he manages to jump off the ship as he sees uh, that they're headed toward some rocky hills. Uh, the ship is stopped 
within, I want to say, a meter of Rampage being in this dead end. Like a box canyon. Yeah. And, of course, Rampage starts laughing because, you know, he managed to survive. Only as he starts laughing, the missile activates and the thruster starts shooting and it immediately launches. <laughs> uh, we, we get a huge explosion as Rattrap's running away and he's knocked into the air. I love his <laughs> And we then we cut to Optimus, Cheetor, and Rhinox. We're all outside the ship and they see the big explosion. And then we hear Rattrap going, ah! And is then caught by Rhinox and says, ah, oh, my hero, and then gives him a kiss on the cheek. And Rhinox is like, oh, get down. And it's a good thing that was funny. It's a good thing that was funny because that's another explosion that he shouldn't have escaped unscathed. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I ship it, is all I'm going to say. <laughs> so the Maximals are a bit uh, saddened because of the fact that, you know, the ride home is gone now. Um, Cheers, like, guess it's over now. And Bob's just like, no chance. And he's he's like, something turned that Decepticon against us. And Megatron isn't headed to his base, so we've got to stop him. And then they I fly like across it. the Something Pacific. turned that Decepticon, our, the enemy of our ancestors, against us. How could that? Uh, and who, that, that Decepticon who was reprogrammed as a Predacon and was sent by the Predacon Council, somehow he turned think- against us. I... It, you know, I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Optimus might have just been being pragmatic. I mean, he probably knew that uh, the Ravage was using them just as much as they were hoping to use him to get back home. Yeah, and, that's and he was And he was wondering, basically, what made him think that Megatron was going to offer him something better, a better chance home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like almost for a second he wasn't racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, although I guess he said he said something turned that Decepticon against him. It'd be kind of like if he said something turned that black person against us. <clears throat> well, like I mean, uh. no, I mean, okay, so like he, yeah, you say like, oh, like it's so surprising. It's you know, he's saying it's not surprising at all that he turned against them. But I mean, it, it is a little bit because like, like, like he was working with them before and something changed. Mm. So what changed? Like, it, like at the very least, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. I'm just being I'm just being a hater. You're probably I right. I was gonna Haters be positive gonna in this episode and I actually liked this episode, but I just feel like I'm falling into my role. <laughs> oh fucking hell. <laughs> God damn it, well, Jordan. In the chat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well he does hold up his fist. <laughs> oh stop. So anyways, uh, listeners, listeners, Jordan, up. Jordan just posted in the pl- in the in the chat that that Ravage is in fact a Black Panther. So I'm gonna I'm I'm not letting you I'm not you know that's okay. You can say it. It's funny. You don't have to be politically correct. <laughs> anyway, moving on. You're just piggybacking um, so- off of my bad joke. So <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway, so the Maxwell start flying after Megatron. And we cut now to the mountain that Black Arachnia and Silverbolt are at. And I love the scene where Silverbolt comes up, like heaving a rock in his hands and tosses it aside. And before they even talk, Black Arachnia comes up carrying a huge boulder, twice, yeah. like three times the size of the rock he just carried. Yeah, it was so good. <laughs> back, he just tosses it off and then just acts yeah. like it was nothing. She's yeah. totally stronger than he is, like absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, it makes sense because you know she's Spider Woman essentially. Or, yeah. or, <laughs> or 
He has been removing moving all of the rocks, and that's the first one she moved. That could be too. I like her being stronger more because, like, I think it's I think it's cute. It makes kind of a little bit of sense, and like, it, it defies expectations with him being this like huge dude. Her being love it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, we get a uh, we get a cute little scene between the two of them. Where so do, you, do Transformers sweat? I don't know. Wipes his forehead. Yeah, Silverbolt wipes his forehead there. <laughs> Um, <laughs> condensation. A... <laughs> Wait a second, dogs don't sweat though. Yeah, but he's a he's a bird dog. He's a bird dog. That's the bird. Birds don't sweat him. either, but bird dogs sweat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although it would be funny to see him panting like with his tongue out. That would have been pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we get a uh, they they have a little reprieve from moving the rocks, and she asks Silverbolt what he's looking at. And he, he makes mention that he's looking at a star, or rather a planet. And, we talked uh, about this in the trivia last episode. That was yeah, confused. Yeah. It didn't I, last episode. Yeah, they have the this, <laughs> this yeah. quote in last episode for some reason instead yeah. of this episode. But, yeah. It's a good but, line. Yeah. Yeah, the planet turns out to be Venus. And he says that it reminds him of her. And she's like, huh, poisonous and deadly? You're sweet. He's like, no, no, wait, that that's not what I meant. No, no, there's there's this pause where he's like, yeah. Like, he didn't realize that's what she yeah. said, and he was just like, yeah. And then she walks away, and he's like, wait, wait, no, no, that's not... <laughs> like, totally, he's like, wait. Lost the moment. <laughs> but yeah, she walks away, He he's like, watching as she goes, and yeah, he has like the little head shake, and we cut back to the Maximals as they're chasing Megatron. Uh, Megatron's going at a pretty good pace here, actually. Like, this is the the fastest I've ever seen him fly. Well, yeah, he's got him making it halfway across the world. Yeah. Yeah. Optimus uh, says that they got to stay together as a group. Um, though, I'm I'm not exactly sure why. He says something about needing all their firepower to bear together. Yeah, I suppose. But, uh, mm-hmm. so, we get that brief scene that we cut back to Silverbolt and Black Arachnia as they're starting to, to get through the rubble. And Black Arachne is like, oh, I think we're making it through. And Silverbolt's like, well, then stand back and immediately blows a hole. <laughs> she's and like, I love, I love like how she's like, wait, just before he does that, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's like, I'll just move this one little thing and it'll be a no problem. And he's like, boom. Yeah. See, I thought, like, I thought it, it was weird because usually, usually there would be some repercussion to that. Like the wait. Yeah. And then, and then yeah. they would cause them more but it doesn't seem to be any negative consequences it seems to do the job pretty well yeah this time it pretty much does yeah it's more just her just figuring like oh well just one little thing I mean he just goes out you know he, he just shows off kind of thing yeah or like he's like she says afterwards like why do boys love explosions so much <laughs> <laughs> like trying to play into that whole thing yeah um we get several saying by the matrix he's like what is it? And so apparently they aren't automatically programmed with the knowledge of what the arc is, I guess, because Black Arachnia starts explaining it to him, and we get a flashback of the well, arc being of, attacked by the Nemesis. Some of the stuff from the Great War has been hidden away or locked in files, or True. or as as degraded to rumors as as the series has told us from before. Yeah, yeah, because th- and this is where she goes. Oh, it's no legend, Jojo, and then she starts with the flashback. We end it with the, the arc crashing into the mountain, and uh, she explains how 
actually there's a bit of a, a rumble and Silverwolf's like, this area isn't geologically stable. She's like, hello, it's a volcano brain, bone brain. <laughs> it's not supposed to go off for until a long while from now, though. Yeah. Did we mention the, the cute little scene where he sweeps her up and flies her to the yeah, front yeah. of the and ship? It, and it yeah, plays he does. Like, uh, it plays, uh, Pink and plays Silverwolf's theme. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Such a lovely romantic moment in the middle of a volcano. <laughs> yeah. By the way, should we describe the ship for people who don't know what we're talking about when we say G1, the, the arc, by the way? Because like I mean, a big yellow triangle that's a little round. Yeah. Well, it's almost shaped like an Autobot logo. Yeah. 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 I want to say something, too, is that um, the like the, the G1 Transformer models don't look as good as like the, <laughs> the, new, the new characters. And I, I don't know. It seems like weird. Like you think they would just, they would just both look good. But I guess the designs translate better to like I mean, their their style. Maybe. I mean, the Beast Wars models are better than the G one models, so of course they look better. <laughs> but just uh, yeah, I guess it's just like I've seen really good three D models of like the G one Transformer, mm-hmm. and it seems like it'd be easy to pull off making them look good because they're just kind well, of blocks. see back then they could. But only the be textures, I guess. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe the textures are are like. Are low res enough that on like a more on a more detailed model it's not as noticeable. But when you have like a texture spread across a flat surface that that's that long, maybe it like just looks bad. I don't know. Well, I mean, the arc looks okay. I also, also with the exception of of Ravage, every time they they've introduced a one off a one off character, whether it be uh, Transmutate or the Tripredicus Council. Or, or this, or uh, other stuff that I can't think of right now. Um, like, they look bad. Well, the, um, like the first episode when you see them, a couple of them, like, in their full-on robot Cybertronian forms. Uh, like, those models are basic because they didn't put as much, because they only had one episode's worth of budget to, de- to develop those models. So, I mean, That's they're going to be... Yeah, I feel like they would have put a lot into the G one stuff, though. I feel like that, like as like a love letter to G one, they they probably would have put a little bit more in, into that than just like something like I don't know, like well, a protoform or. It might have been a limitation is, of the time too. Yeah, because yeah, after, like, after all, uh, uh, Bob Forward did say that his way would have been cheaper when they when he mentioned that they wouldn't. He wanted to just have him chew through it and not yeah. use the torch. Yeah. The question is, though, is this a love letter to G1, or is the G1 stuff just stuff that was editorial, editorially mandated? I don't think so at all. I think, the, I think the editorial stuff was, like, make a show about Transformers, and that's it. <laughs> they probably just, like, make a Beast Wars show. They didn't really care what it's about. I, I doubt. Yeah, I'm, I mean, like, we might be giving them too much credit through the lens of nostalgia, but I always got the impression that... The only like like you said like the editorial was basically we just want to make sure that we have a show that showcases the toys. That's like the bare minimum that they expect uh, from mm-hmm. the show. Yeah. And the people who worked on it were, you know, for you know their, their mainframe. They care about making a good show. Well, like, I was going to say that <laughs> they were basically Transformers fans. Is what I was going to say. Like yeah. they they went out of their way to. Uh, like you know, find ways to make nods or asides to the generation one. They listen to the fans that you know were on the forums. So I mean, like, but again, like we might be putting too much into it just because of how much uh, we like like the show and and uh, what little 
we have from just like just specific interviews right. and stuff. I mean, I mean that that could be true that people in that they that they were that it was. I, I'm just saying, like, I mean, this show when it shines is when it I feels when it stays away from the gen, the G1 stuff. And usually when that's the case, I mean, it is an editorial mandate whether it's whether it's uh, at a, a you know how high up how high up there was one guy that decided this is going to be in continuity with the pre- with the previous cartoon. So that's, well, I mean, it could have I mean, been like a group of guys who decided, but sure. Right, but it, I mean, I mean, it was still. I mean, that is still editorial's decision. It's not. It's not literally the guy that's writing the screenplays that 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 or the teleplays that that makes those types of decisions. I just see editorial decision as being like the producer who doesn't actually work on it, who's like, "Hey, like director, do this," and then he and then the director does it because they're they're getting money from the producer, so they do <laughs> it. But I mean, like. Or like, or like in comic book world, like the the editor editors like, I want you guys to do a story about this, and you have to do it like this, and then you know the the comic book writer does it, but like they didn't like I they, mean, they, they do they they do what they can with what they are given, but like they're the, the, the I I feel like it takes it takes way more people to make a show than a comic book, so I get what you're saying, but I still feel like the people who are actually working on the thing aren't like editorial, but like that's just the way i feel i mean the somebody had somebody at the top somebody had somebody was the big picture uh editorial you know as somebody was the big picture at the top and said this takes place in continuity with 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 uh with with the previous cartoon And, and honestly with these types of properties it usually is it usually is the corporate overlords that make that those types of decisions I mean, they, they. It probably was Hasbro that decided that it needed to be in continuity with the with the cartoon. I mean, that's just how that's just how these types of shows work. Yeah, they probably had an outline that needed to get like the approval from Hasbro, but they probably had an idea going into it what they wanted to do. Because probably had to, you know, get the OKs. They probably had to. I mean, they probably have Hasbro probably had a, a Transformers Bible that they had to yeah. that they had to 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 stick with to follow the. To follow the rules of Transformers, and yep. and it, and it, I mean, I would sus- I would suspect that it was um, that it was that 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 there that it, whether I mean whether the writers are the ones that are whether the writers would have preferred to have it be its own continuity or not. I think we even like there was some trivia that we had that was related to that the, that decision. Uh, maybe I'll do my own research on that this week, uh, <laughs> but. Uh, but like it seems like it, uh, uh, anyway, I I just don't I don't I never saw this show as a as a love letter to G one. I saw it as its own entity, and I think the I'm show shines mostly. I'm not saying the whole mostly. show is a love letter to G one. I'm saying this episode and this storyline. Eh, I don't even. Yeah. <laughs> this anyway, storyline is mythology crap. We've been talking about this for like ten minutes now. It's <laughs> on topic, but all right. <laughs> yeah. So. We, we we get Black Arachne. Silverbolt makes mention, oh my god, the power must be immense. And she's like, oh yeah, and it's all mine. And she <laughs> says that Silverbolt is shot and fl- flies towards the ship and it turns out that there's a shield because he gets zapped by the shield and then gets thrown away from the ship. Uh, we then see Megatron who shoots the entrance of the cave to cause it to, to cave in again. And we then see the Maximals out caught outside. Um, and of course, they're like, well, now what? And Ops is like, we dig. So uh, Megatron goes up to the ship and he sort of touches the shield a little bit, gets a bit of a shock. 
and realizes that the the security with Teletran One is still operating. And he's like, Shame or Black Arachne is like, Shame, don't you have the access codes from the disc? He's like, The disc was destroyed. And he realizes that she has the codes, which she had downloaded back in the beginning of this season and then destroyed his backup of the data tracks. And she's like, well, what if I did? They're mine now, great face. It's like, what are you going to do? Shoot me? You still don't have the codes. And this is where we he... We all uh, know where this is going. Because, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, Silverbolt might have been right, maybe. Maybe uh, she has a little bit of Maximals still in her. Because uh, Megatron well, pretty much... got a soft spot for Silverbolt. Yeah. Because uh, he says, no, but he's like, but I will shoot him. He's like, I have a much more effective target in mind. It's like the codes, Black Arachnia, produce them at once. And we cut back outside, and there's another rumble from the volcano. And uh, Ops is like, right now we've got bigger problems. He's like, move it, bots, we've got to make an entrance. Well, like, yeah, Cheetor asks if it's active, and then he goes, yeah. like, right now we've got bigger problems. Yeah. Yeah. So we cut back inside, and we've got uh, Megatron, who pretty much just, like, ground stomps... Uh, right onto Silverbolt's chest. Yeah, he's stepping. Yeah. <laughs> and Black Arachne's like, fine, shoot him, I don't care. He means nothing to me. It's like, and so Megatron goes to power up his gun. She's like, of course Watch it is a waste of... Zuntite. Um, she's like, it is a waste of ammo. He's like, of course. As they're having this conversation, you can see uh, light starting to shine through where the Maximals are, are digging through the rubble. Uh, <laughs> and you can hear them, you know, sort of talking. Uh, she's like, sounds like the Maximals have arrived. She's like, you better get out of here. He's like, perhaps. But first, I think I will vaporize a possible menace. So just as he's getting ready to shoot Silverbolt, Black Arachne is like, wait, I'll do it. And she transmits the codes, unlocks the ship. The shields go down and the door opens. With her and matrix eyes. Yeah. <laughs> so Megatron is all gleeful. They go inside just as the Maximals get into the cave and see them enter and realize what they're looking at. I just want uh, to say here that uh, we don't see Silverbolt again for the rest of the episode. I thought that was kind of weird. Like, yeah. He doesn't get up and try to like help. He doesn't like follow them into the into, into the arc. Like I, it seems weird that he's not. He's completely inactive. It's, it's yeah. weird. He was—he wasn't dead. He was—he was—he was still awake when like Megatron was on, on his face. So I mean, I don't know. This is weird. Yeah. The one complaint yeah, I have about the episode, personally, it's only complaints. <laughs> <laughs> so um, as they, as Black Arachne and Megatron go in, uh, she, we assume, activates the security system because we've now got this fusion cannon that targets the Maximals and starts shooting at them. Uh, they all sort of like cheat or flies. Rhinox is like leaping over lava. Uh, Optimus flies. And then they all sort of get to cover behind some rocks and keep trying to shoot the gun, which turns out to be shielded as well. And uh, this is where we get the uh, the scene with the uh, rat trap where he's like, man, that ship wasn't built. It was poured. And then Optimus is like, yes, diecast construction. It's a lost art. <laughs> he looks at the camera when he says this too. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's almost is very fourth wall breaking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we see that we cut back inside, and uh, Megatron has uh, 
ordered her to keep the Maxwells busy. She's sort of beaming codes into uh, a console inside. And uh, she asks him where he's going. He's like, I shall affect a more permanent solution. Uh, from here, we get uh, Megatron. He enters the, the bridge area of the Ark and begins a bit of a, uh, you know. Soliloquy, monologue. Yeah, a bit of a monologue, I want to say. That's uh, a good one, now. Yeah, he's like, now I enter these hallowed halls, a conqueror, yes. Hey, observes both the Autobots and Decepticons that are frozen in stasis. Uh, and he starts talking about the war and how the Autobots defeat the Decepticons and thus the descendants of the Maximals rule the Predacons. <laughs> and Did then he called how small he is in comparison yeah, to the other he ones. He is really small. Like yeah, I, th- I think we've mentioned it before that technically the the Beast War characters are supposed to be a smaller trimmed down size and I think I've mentioned in like uh, like in Beast Wars Uprising and stuff like that, they mentioned that they were supposed to be a more efficient users of Inerdroms, so they didn't need the, the large bodies that they have. Which actually plays into what he says next, because he says uh, archaic Energon guzzlers. Yeah. 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 He's like, how dare they? And he makes mention of how unwilling he was to follow through on the original Megatron's instructions. So the instructions that he would have gotten from the golden disc. He says the ultimate risk for the ultimate prize. Uh, a day of reckoning with those who made us slaves. So it's, he's sort of, you can tell he's building to something because he's sort of floating in front of Optimus, who is like, and Optimus when I say Prime. Optimus, this is Optimus Prime now. Uh, <laughs> and Optimus is, is, sort of passed out in his command chair on the bridge of the Ark. And he's looking directly into his face at this point. Uh, we, we cut back outside, and Optimus orders everybody to concentrate their fire on the fusion cannon and says if they can force a, a back blast. Uh, as he says that, a shot almost knocks him into some lava. Uh, all of the Maxwells concentrate their fire. Uh, doesn't seem to do anything at first, but then... Rattrap, being the marksman that he is, manages to get a shot directly into the barrel of the cannon and causes an explosion. And with that, it sort of knocks out the shield as well. So, you know, they're... Oh, and we then get it. There's an explosion inside from the feedback that knocks Black Arachnia back. Uh, Officers is like, okay, we gotta move. So, they head for the door. We cut back inside. We've got Megatron face-to-face with Optimus Prime. Uh, and he talks about how in the future, or in one future, how Optimus awakens and becomes the great leader of the Autobots. Uh, but time shall take a different track now. And he starts, he orders the comp- his sort of onboard computer to uh, divert all available power to his primary weapon. And it says weapon power to maximum. Uh, Optimus, we cut back outside and Primal is telling them that they got to get inside. Rattrap's sort of trying to hotwire the door. It's not working. Rhinox gets pissed and just decides to shoot the door or shoot the console that he's working on. And Rattrap jumps out of the way. Rhinox shoots it and it, the door opens a crack and Rhinox immediately starts trying to pry it open. Um, from here, we then cut back inside. Uh, Megatron is sort of holding his weapon almost like a sword. 
I want. It looks say. really cool. Him like yeah. floating there. It's like it's like a giant like purpley glowy fiery like blade almost looking thing. Yeah. And, he, and he launches it off into Optimus's head. <laughs> yeah. Um. He actually has a pretty cool line too because he's like, "In memory of the Decepticons, for the glory of the Predacons, and for the Cybertron that is rightfully ours and mine to rule." And then, yeah, he shoots Optimus in the head. Uh, we see, like, Prime. This, yeah, Prime. <laughs> uh, the screen sort of flashes white. We cut back outside, and Primal's trying to, you know, you know, urge Rhinox on. He's like, come on, come on. Um, and Rhinox is like, I think he's bending the door at this point. <laughs> like, you see the, the metal bend of it? Yeah. Um, yeah, the edges of the door are actually dented inwards. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, from here, uh, with the explosion, uh, we get this sort of almost like this whirlwind that comes out of the ship. Uh, all of the Maximals are sort of whitish blue thing that just kind of encompasses everything. Yeah. It's like this big sort of almost like a reverse funnel cloud coming from the ground upwards Mm -hmm. and it, it reaches into the sky literally starts reaching out from the earth and then we get a, a sort of like a wall of, it's almost like what you would see with like a hurricane only yeah. it's comprised of, of energy and ex- expanding out yeah, in like, space yeah it's like off the planet it's like half the size it's it's bigger than earth actually like, yeah. yeah like after after the funnel gets like that that's when it does that cascading ring thing yeah or something so now there's like basically a huge ring of energy that's or disc of energy just expanding outwards everywhere while the funnel is still uh reaching up into the sky well yeah. into space at this point so the yeah. b-stores con- uh imdb page as well as a couple other places on the internet do say that b-stores was originally can uh the writers wanted to make it uh the own its own continuity um uh, <laughs> uh I was wondering well, why you were quiet. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I well, I can't find anything. Like, I can't find like it's literally just like that sentence. It says Beast Wars was originally intended to be by the writers to be its own continuity rather than the sequel series that eventually became. That exact sentence is like several places on the internet, but there's no additional information. So, um, you know, you, you I, can kind of take I, it. I as, still feel like eventually Bob Forward, if he not, if it wasn't his original idea, he de- he eventually was like. Okay, cool. And like he, said, he interacted with the fans and everything. Like he was really trying to make it. There definitely cool. was. I mean, there definitely is an element of they got a bunch of hate mail the first season, all throughout <laughs> the first season because it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. because it wasn't truck what not their monkey. old. Yeah, the yeah, which I didn't realize that truck not monkey was spelled wrong. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was uh, leet speak or purposely misspelled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. truck t r u k k. Not monkey M O N K Y. Also, uh, I wasn't paying or, attention. Or M U N. I I wasn't uh, I wasn't paying attention uh, when you got this. But did you guys mention uh, when Megatron calls the uh, the the uh, Autobots Energon Guzzlers? Yes. Yes. Okay. So here's yeah, here's where I'm at. Here's where I'm at with the uh, with the with the who's the good guys, who's the bad guys thing. I've kind of come full circle here. I'm start like like I said at the beginning of the episode. The bad, the villains are really the writers of Beast Wars, because what what this is what they've framed him as is not 
not a not a you know not a he is a he is still a freedom fighter fighting against a a corrupt uh you know a corrupt organization that is you know that's got a caste system and the predacons are at a lower caste than the maximals um but they've they've introduced elements first of all yeah he calls them he he calls them energon guzzlers like he's you know reference to gas guzzlers reference to like they're they're calling him an eco terrorist basically uh, they're, you know, they're coming out against, they're coming out against like hippies and, and re- rebels and, you know, you should stick with the status quo, these maximals, these, you know, not these, not these other, not these other people, you know, I, I, I'm kind of offended by the message of this show is what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't think I caught all of that. <laughs> he's he's that either strange. an eco-terrorist or an anarchist or a, or a hippie. Or, uh, or or a religious zealot. I actually also think that people are missing the religious zealot side of this of this plan. Like he's he doesn't. The reason that he's, I mean, he to some degree he wants to make things better for the Predacons, uh, but but and better for himself. Therefore, but he is willing to sacrifice himself because he knows that if he screws up the timeline, he might not exist. In order to, in order for the betterment of his own people, it's like a religious zealot thing. I don't know. He's he's, he's, he's taking almost, the ultimate risk. He says that he, he wants to rule part. though, too, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe he's assuming that if everything changes, then he's going to be in a better position than what he is now. Uh, but that also would mean that he would have to be born and there's no guarantee of that yeah i i I just got a i got a sense i got a very religious zealoty sense i don't know it seemed like they were coming out against um all all forms of uh what do you call it like rebellion in this episode Mm -hmm. yep the they just you know they think that you everybody should just be nice and (laughs) be kind to their uh, welcome their maximal overlords yeah (laughs) anyway we've literally got like Less than a minute left in this episode. Oh, I thought the episode was over. That is um, kind of, isn't it? Well, Doesn't kinda. it just say well, the end question like, mark? We, we, we did get... mention the little spiel he gives to Optimus Primal yeah. and the camera. The, yeah. In a sense. Optimus is saying that time itself is, is being destroyed. And Megatron comes out and he says, Give, Say goodbye to the universe, Maximals. The future has changed. The Autobots lose. Evil triumphs. And you. You no longer exist. And then we get a black screen with to be continued. I think you're saying that to the listen to the viewers. Like, yeah. You're dead now because no humans. Yeah. <laughs> you did this. It's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um I, So is this how the Kelvin timeline starts? Yes. <sighs> yes. I've been waiting. Sure. I've been waiting for some for somebody to point out a continuity error all episode so that I could make that joke, and nobody did. <laughs> Those were at the beginning. Yeah, but none of them. Fi- it didn't work. It didn't. Uh. I mean, yeah. So I had to. I just had to. Th- I had to phone it in at the end. I'm sorry. Well, I know there's a. I th- I'm pretty sure there was a IDW Transformers uh, Star Trek like crossover. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm sure there was. I'm sure there so was. So at some point, I, I, you could re, we can reuse that joke for that. Uh, IDW. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm reading so, a Star Trek book. Why? I'm paying IDW $4 a month. <laughs> I shouldn't be. I heard Gem and the Holograms was really, really good. 
I've I've heard that it's good. I have, don't know what it is though. I mean, I know what it is, but I don't know what it is. I never have seen the show. Uh, okay. I, by the way, I mentioned last episode that like I I remember I remembered one thing from season three. I didn't because I thought this was happening in season three where they actually go into the arc. I thought that was a season <laughs> three thing. So I don't know anything about season three. I don't know what the hell's coming next at all. Beyond like I know what Optimus looks like. Yeah, Optimus like. and Optimus and uh, yeah, a couple of them get new forms. I mean, this oh, isn't even Optimus' final too. form. Yeah, well, you know what? You guys spoiled this whole this whole <laughs> big reveal for me. So <laughs> yeah, so Hasbro has to sell thoughts? new toys. <laughs> so thoughts well, on the episode? I I love it. I love yeah, the. It, sorry, Jordan. I, I was just gonna say, like, I still. Love the character interaction in this and the last couple of episodes. Uh, they they gave like uh, they gave like a really big cliffhanger, which I mean, cons- considering what happened last time, I guess that it makes sense that they w- wanted to go bigger than that. Um, and even as when I like saw this back when I was younger, uh, that that aside that uh, that Primal made about uh, diecast forging. Like even then, I knew that because uh, as a kid, like growing up, uh, my parents and and eventually I would get tons and tons of the old Transformer toys. So I knew exactly what he was referencing when he was when he did that. Yeah. So uh, I go back and forth uh, every time there is an episode that that focuses on G one. There's there are good ways to do it, and there are bad ways to do it. Um, I remember this episode or sort of kind of vaguely remember this episode from my childhood, um, because I only saw bits and pieces. This to me was the big reveal that this is in continuity with Transformers and, uh, which I thought was crazy. Like, oh, this is the sequel. And, uh, you know, seeing Optimus Prime, because no matter if you know, Nothing about Transformers. You know who Optimus is. You know who Optimus Prime is. Mm-hmm. And and seeing them and and see you know seeing that be introduced into this world. That's how you do this kind of thing. Also, I will note, uh, Ravage was not a cassette ever in this episode. <laughs> so he transformed actually- into an episode into a cassette at the end of the last episode, and then immediately the, the off TF camera untransformed. The TF Wiki actually pointed that out, and they mentioned that it was pretty much a uh, fan service nod. So probably why they didn't keep keep it up uh, for the next episode. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and considering how they're going to have all that, they were going to be in the arc and stuff like that. They re- they probably feel that they didn't need to keep the keep it going. They're yeah, like, we're going to have we're going to show all of your favorite characters. We don't need this dumb cassette tape. <laughs> 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 but no, but it was and it was good. Uh the character stuff, the uh the uh the um black arachnia silverbolt stuff was good. Um I like I do like that they finally like it's not it, it's not them just silverbolt saying, "Oh, see, you did a nice thing." And she's like, "I'm no, I'm not nice, I'm bad." And he's like, "Okay, you're bad, but you're still the fact that you want to let me know that you're bad means that you're not bad." Um, that was getting a little bit old. Like, I'm not saying it was bad when it was happening, but it was like, I'm glad that they moved on from that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, I mean, the fight scene at the beginning, uh, the, the, a lot of the rat trap stuff and, 
and the uh, random cartoony stuff. It's like finally we're back to we're back to fun actiony stuff. We're not just people expositioning at each other and yeah. arguing That's with true, HR. Too, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, I really yeah, I really like the episode with the all the action. I like the the continuation of the Silverbolt and Black Raktika thing and like like you said like it's it's almost a conclusion to that storyline and now or at least there's going to be a new beginning to it next season and like I'm really yeah, I'm really excited to see what's happening next. Um, so again, I don't remember anything about season three. I, <laughs> I thought I did. I don't. And I, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't. I can't wait to see that. And um, I yeah, forgot the Cheetor gets so well a new done. body. Sorry, I forgot that Cheetor gets a new body. You guys, that's a real downer. He's the one <laughs> yeah. transmetal that I liked his design. I liked. I like his transmetal design a lot too. And I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I haven't been won over on the new one just from pictures. So we'll see. But yeah, like. It's. I like Megatron is at his best in these last couple episodes. Like he's the coolest he's been. Yep. I, I agree. I, it, the scene where he's like going through the hallway, like floating there, and like kind of like it just it's just cool. Like I mean, yeah, I love it. It's like his plan actually came together the way that he wanted. Mm-hmm. His final gamut, anyways. Yep. Yeah. I wonder. Um, I wonder. I wonder what plan this would have been. Is this like uh, Plan CC? You think, or maybe like, or is it even further along? Um, I think his ultimate end goal was here, but I think the way around it probably would have been like probably further into like his machinations. Well, this than is what ep- you so, would have expected. So this he is, even went through all the ones where Hardison dies. This is uh, this is episode, <laughs> this is episode thir- thirteen of of the season, right? So it would be Plan yeah. M of the season. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, said my name. Uh, well why don't we take a a really quick break and then we've got some questions and a news post to go over so yay you got the touch you got the And we're back. So we've got a. We're gonna try. We, I don't think we'll be able to cover all the questions this week, but we'll, we're gonna try and cover as many as we can. So we're a little crunch for time because some of us have to be up in a little while. So okay. So Smoochella asked a couple of questions at what is cosplay on Twitter. Uh, what are your favorite uh, of G1 Transformers, and what do you think their beast modes would be if they made it to the Beast Wars? Uh, like Ravage. Um, I still think uh, Punch and Counterpunch was one of my favorite like later G1 characters. The, the the Autobot spy that had two forms. Plus a lot of the other triple changers that I really like. And we kind of get like Rampage and a later character that comes in are kind of homages to the triple changer kind of things and Transmetals yep. a bit too. But like Rampage and the other character are much more so. So, like, it's not unheard of them to do a triple change changer kind of thing, but I think it would be kind of neat if the, uh, like, Punch and Counter Punch had basically the two different robot forms like he did in the toy, but also two different beast forms 
to be to be like a full on spy. So like he would have a Predacon like animal and a Maximal like animal that he could change into. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'm just yeah. not sure what they would be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like some of them are already taken. Like Optimus Prime, we already have a you know they already have like a uh 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 an, 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 yeah. Well, What's I was, the word for that. Emily, already let, have like a, a let side. me say that have a, so I can make my joke. My my two favorite characters from G1 are Optimus and Megatron. I think if Optimus was going to have a beast mode, it would be uh, an ape. And if Megatron (laughs) was going to have a beast mode, it would be a (laughs) T-Rex. Good joke. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Analogs. That's what I was looking for. The word I was looking for was analogs. analogs. I thought you were going to go with Unicron, the unicorn again, Kendall. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Unicron. Um, Like uh, one of... uh, I mean, like, a lot of the characters are kind of already do have, like, sort of analogs. Like, Ironhide is a lot like Rhinox. Flash, he's also kind of like Ratchet. Um, but, yeah, Bumblebee could just be a, an actual bee, but that would be an insect, which is, like, not a, not a Predacon thing. Well, like a mammal. <laughs> it would be cool, though. It would be like a mammal version of a Bumblebee. Whatever that is. So, like, a <sighs> yellow finch? Like, wasn't Bumblebee... Bumblebee and Cheetor are similar. If Bumblebee is like they are, he's also like he's also like Hot Rod, and it's the fast thing. So I mean, like, yeah, Yeah. it's kind of hard because they already have analogs. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next question. Oh, well, I kind of like Magnus. I liked Ultra Magnus from G One. But would you make? Would he be a whale? I'm almost thinking whale or an elephant, something big. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But I was also trying to think of an animal that kind of has that lets other animals like ride around or or basically or like transport. Has, yeah. 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 A whale I mean, might work because like a whale kind of has barnacles sometimes and stuff like yeah. that. But. Also, like Starscream, um, he could be he could be a a, a pterodactyl, but like <laughs> just be like. But like, but like, not literally. He's a pterodactyl. Like he's possessing another transformer who goes from robot to tra- pterodactyl, who has the exact same personality as him. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I remind you that 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 Starscream took over Waspinator in that episode. Oh, not yeah. Well, but uh, <laughs> it's okay. It still works. <laughs> I'm tired. It was um, almost deja vu. I was almost worried we were in the Matrix for a second. Oh, he took because he took so he takes over Waspinator, but then he has Pterosaur's voice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Yeah, I think it was the yeah. the same voice actor. Yeah, Ron Ron Howard or whatever the guy's name is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready for the next question? Yeah, fire him yeah, off. Let's do it. Uh, what are your plans for the podcast after season three? Will you be re- uh, watching Beast Machines? So. Yeah, this is something we've had some some discussion about. Um, initially, the plan is I th- we're, we're, I think the plan is still we're going to try and do a, a bonus episode or two once the series is done. Yeah. Um, should I sort of spoil what one of the bonus episodes was that we were thinking about? No, yeah, we should. I think we should maybe okay. like um, a bit of a primer to what was going yeah. what's coming. Um, one of the bonus episodes we're thinking about doing is the the eighty six movie. Uh, which I I love, um, so yeah, we're you gonna think see. It's as good to, as Dark as the that. Moon. <laughs> it can't be any worse. <laughs> I, um, I, I, I I think the eighties movie which, is awesome. Which uh, so, which Pink yeah. Floyd album most most closely lines up with it? Do you think mm. the Wall? The Wall? Yeah, yeah. okay, wall. that makes sense. 
I'll yeah. make sure I have a copy of the wall so we can line it up. Yeah, I mean, you know, like uh, just another brick in the wall, all those Transformers inside Unicron. Well, why don't you just find some Stan Bush, Kendall? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you, if you could look... If you, if you can find anything Stan Bush, there's Bush. pretty much the soundtrack to the movie. Yeah. Jeez, was it, who was it I was talking about on Twitter that they were like embarrassed that they listened to like the, the, the Transformers 86 soundtrack in the 90s? Like, Nobody the should be embarrassed listening to that Someone music. was embarrassed about that. I think I don't want to say who I think it is, because if I'm wrong, then it's embarrassing So <laughs> for me. So, um, yeah, but I was, I was talking to someone on Twitter about it, and um, as they were doing that meme where it's like, okay, what's your... Um, the last, your, your phone's background, the last image you downloaded, and then the song you're listening to. And the hers was, um, she had like a background from Transformers, and the song they were listening to was from, is like, was like a Dare. Yeah, that's like a good the, one. One of my favorite ones. That's my go to one. <laughs> so good. And like, and I said, like, I mean, she said, like, don't judge me. And I'm like, why would I judge you? It's like amazing music. Like, and <laughs> yeah. she's like, well, I got teased for it. I'm like, that's stupid. Like, the best they're wrong (laughs) (laughs) but uh to to further answer the question so after after a couple of bonus episodes uh the plan is to continue the review since the story technically isn't over uh so we'll 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 be hitting beast machines as well i'm yeah yeah loathe to admit it but we have to we have to review that show after after the break in bonus episodes we're gonna yeah yeah so, yeah, I'm there, excited for it. There's, there's, <laughs> the, there's the plan so far, and of course we're always open to, like with teenagers with attitude, they always they're always looking for people to suggest bonus episodes. We're, you know, if anybody has a suggestion, we're certainly open to hearing it on Twitter we're, or Facebook. We're like, I, think we, I also want to do the pilot of the D1 yeah. kind of thing. We're like teenagers with attitude, except for we don't have like listeners. Um, <laughs> we do. Okay. We have. I haven't told you. We the have at least three or four. Of them. Are, okay. Are, yeah. The numbers are okay. We have like three or four listeners, as opposed to <laughs> that she yes. has thousands and thousands. Um, Unless you've like subscribed on multiple devices, Kendall. Uh, I have not subscribed on any devices. <laughs> You're part of the problem then. <laughs> no, I because gonna- if you subscribe to yourself, then you're like throwing off the stats. No, and the fact that. The fact that it is it is a small enough it is a small enough uh, audience that me whether our whether or not I subscribe to it affects our stats m- in a meaningful way says that we don't have that many listeners and it's okay we're just you well, know we're like we're like teenagers with with uh, we're like well behaved teenagers if they're teenagers with attitude we're like well behaved teenagers let, let me let me put it to you this way I'm not I'm not gonna go into the exact figures here but last month we were hitting four digits. Yay! So four digits. Yes, four digits. What? Yes. For our show. Yes. So okay. there's a, about a point oh five of someone out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you yeah, if yeah, you include the decimal, it, if, you, if, if you if you move the decimal point over. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, numbers numbers aren't bad. They can always be better, but that- I I certainly wasn't you know disappointed with them. So but yeah. But I just yeah. I'm but it's it funnier if I say we this, don't have listeners. Else. That's don't you know how podcasts work? Yeah, but you make it seem like it. Make it seem like it's so sad. I I look. I'm tired, and that is making me sound well, like yeah. I'm I'm depressed and and uh, 
and self-deprecating in a way that I tell people they shouldn't do on their podcasts. But well, you know you what said, you said we can be self-deprecating to ourselves. We just can't say about other people. Yeah, but also you shouldn't yeah, be self-deprecating to yourselves. That's a thing that I learned at a thing where the guy was like, "You shouldn't say that your thing that you create sucks because then somebody will hear that and be like, well, why should I listen to it if you think it sucks? If even the creator <laughs> thinks it sucks? So I'm also I'm breaking all the rules is what I'm saying." And I'm a yeah. terrible person for it. And even me Ooh, saying that I'm a terrible person is is also the wrong thing to do. So I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> so uh, David Muma asked, uh, when are you going to read some of the trans- Transformers comics? Especially more than meets the eyes. Get some real good feels. Uh, sorry. So real good robot feelings, everybody. And... I just wanted to say, like, I I, mean, I have a, lot, a huge stack that I've been meaning to get to. I've had to, like, stop recently getting them. But, and, but the thing is, is that um, I still kind of have, like, a couple of friends who are still really into it, into the, the comics and stuff like that. And I, I'm pretty sure, like, on Twitter and Tumblr, I have some friends who are fans, and they post a lot of stuff. So, like, I kind of know what's going on mm-hmm. in it, and I definitely been trying to read it like i haven't read much since uh geez i don't think i've read much since the all hell megatron thing came out mm-hmm. like like when i was actively reading it as they came out i want to try and pick up some trades sometime this summer we'll do, yeah tell you what we'll do a, we'll do a bonus episode once uh once we hit our patreon goal <laughs> which, which we need because- now we need a patreon <laughs> Yeah, and we also need that goal because that's what's going to fund us to get the the graphic novels. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, just mail just mail four copies. Yeah, just what that's what I want to say is I'm 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 totally down for doing one of the comic books. That's a really cool idea that I've actually never really thought of myself. So yeah, yeah, like especially with the 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 recent stuff with like the I think it's the Lost Light. Yes, like a second arc yeah. thing that they're doing that has some really great stuff going on from what I've heard. Just go back to that episode of when Casey guested and she gave out her Amazon wish list thing and send her <laughs> four copies of the first volume of More Than Meets the Eye. And then it's her responsibility to mail them to each of us. <laughs> uh, and then from Ryan Butson, we have the uh, with. With the so many deaths this season, what one character would you uh, would you want to see come back? Um, I kind of still would like to like Air Razor definitely and Tigertron too. Yeah, but, I was thinking them but too. Like, like we said, there was that one un unmade uh, episode that they had where it was basically a girls' night out uh, that I actually would have <laughs> liked to see them. You know, I mean. I forgot. I just remember the title of the episode. Like that. Yeah, the title. The title would be yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> Girls' Night Out is fine, I think. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, well, I said a bad one. I don't know. It's a fine title. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, just just basically because we've mentioned it. Like I think in the last two times we mentioned how we didn't get to see Black Arachne interact with any other females. So it would actually. Yeah. But be yeah. Like, see that happen the, Which is a, see the, the question was like who, who would we bring back it would be air razor for sure like, yeah. yeah um i disagree i mean who would you bring back i mean it's it's a crime that they killed off air razor probably the only character that it was more of a crime that they killed off 
was Pterosaur. Uh, I thought you were going to say Snowstalker. <laughs> I said Tigertron. I mean, I mean, Tigertron and Airazor is that's pretty egregious. I think Tigertron got his due in the first season. Um, mm-hmm. I think Airazor definitely got nerfed, but but Pterosaur and Scorponok fell down and then they were gone, and and then Scorponok got replaced by Scorponok with the snake hand, and <laughs> which so I mean, I guess like at least there's an there's a there's an analog there even if he's a slightly different character but like Terrasaur is a very a pretty, different character but all right <laughs> well i mean he's he's a he's a he's megatron's lackey character and he's he's maybe a little bit more violent whereas scorponok was dumb and and overly loyal also scorponok had already kind of been replaced by uh inferno in that regard so like scorponok wasn't wasn't bringing wasn't bringing something different to the team um Pterosaurs, the way that Pterosaur was was constantly betraying Megatron was a different way than Tarantulas was constantly betraying Megatron. And and it just sort of, I don't know, it gave a more of a feel. And also just like generally, like those are season one characters. And, it, and if you had more season one, they got rid of too many season one characters. And he just, I don't know, he, he's his death seemed to be the most egregious, like in, in just just. We need to get this person out of the way. You know, yeah. this Rob Lowe doesn't want to be on West Wing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so if um, we were, I was just going to say, if just on what you were saying, Kendall, if we split it into like who you want to see on which size, Air Rays are on maximal, but you, you're right. I would like to see, uh, yeah, Pterosaur over Scorponok if I had to choose to come back oh, because, because there's, like you said, there's kind of like more story you can do with Pterosaur, definitely. Plus, he just um, he th- lends himself to the to the self his his I'm gonna I I found a big gun and I'm gonna betray Megatron with it, uh like that that template for an episode is fun is it, it's a good template for like fun uh self contained episodes um and that's what this season needed the season had too much continuity episodes and not enough of those like fun self contained episodes mm-hmm. so I just wanted oh. to throw out there but the the person who uh. Was 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 derided for their uh, Transformers movie soundtrack love is um, Gwen at E3, and uh, she can find her at uh, at with Sar. <laughs> Shout out to her because you have good taste in music. Yes, <laughs> and I also like that her her lock screen was is Wheeljack holding a boombox. Oh which nice, I, which I guess is from Transformers. Well, wait, would that have been Blaster too. then? No, it's 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 Wheeljack holding. Maybe it's Blaster he's holding, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Maybe he was holding Blaster. <laughs> it, is, it is gray and red. Yeah, could be. Awesome. Yeah, I just wanted to shout that out. Shout, shout it out to her. Gwen's cool. <laughs> All right. And who would you like Me? to bring back? Yeah, oh, definitely Air Razor, because I want more girls. Like, yeah. For sure. If not Air Razor, like, to bring back someone, then definitely Air Razor. To make a new character, I'd want it to be a girl character. But it doesn't happen. Yeah. There's just too many new characters anyway. <laughs> and did you say who you hashtag not my beast wars? Did you say who you wanted to bring back, uh, Greg? Yeah, I was saying Tigertron or Eraser. Okay. Yeah. Alright, and then uh well we have some questions from Eric, but we're gonna hold off on those because they're more uh a bit more in depth. And like let's, philosophical since kind of we, things. Since we went into we went pretty deep in those questions, let's just go to the news post. All right, and then we'll we'll save we'll save the other ones then for for yeah. for next time. Yeah. All right. So let me just 
I was looking at the wrong thing. Okay, there we go. So Casey sent us another news post, and here we go. Uh, hey there, gamers. That's right, everyone. This isn't just the fi- finale of the season two uh, season two finale. It's also E3, that special time of year where video co- companies compete for the affections of gamers through the use of... Uh, of uh, unfunny, outdated me- memes and ill-conceived celebrity cameos. The entire internet is buzzed with hot new video game scoops. Luckily for us, the same uh, hot Transformers gaming news has appeared right at right before I was about to send this in, thus saving us from having a sad, game-free post uh, uh, during E3. That being said, there's also plenty of non-gaming news to cover, so let's get started. First this week, we have a million goddang new tra- teasers and TV spots for trans- Transformers the last night. There's way too many. Seriously, there were suddenly a, t- a ton of new teasers and TV spots this week, each with a different uh, small bit of new movie footage. This this shit is getting a bit ridiculous. I'm I'm going to just link one, one thing and describe any other new stuff that's actually worth uh, talking about. Because seriously, there's way too many to go over at, at a time. And they provide a link with, uh, basically, it has a couple of the spots tied together, but it's the main one, I think, is it has uh, Robot Ninja Butler. Yeah. Cogbot, I think his name is, or something like that. Cog. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, a, lo- a lot of these videos from TV things contain multiple trailer clips. Uh, there's too much to, to really describe in detail, other than that Cybertronian Butler and Headmaster Titanmaster Common gets, uh, sorry, my, my eye is <laughs> being a little weird on me, gets some more uh, exposure in these clips. And then they, they provide a link to his toy. Uh, his toy, which transforms into a licensed Aston Martin, was actually first seen earlier in June. It features the same Transformer trans, uh, Titanmaster gimmick as the current Titans Return toy line, and is compatible with all the heads and bodies from it, which is pretty dang, uh, sorry, dang cool time. Hold on, my, my, sorry, the, like I said, like, something went wrong with my contact, and so now my eyesight is just crazy, mm-hmm. so give me a second. <laughs> yep. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, nah, it, it happens, so give me a second to get just, ready, so just I... Make, just make up the rest of the news. <laughs> and they're coming out with some action figures that well, are transformers, I did, I, I did, and I we're going to have some pictures of them. And there's a and there's a video game. <laughs> and um, I did like how the, the uh, apparently Cogman's going to be compatible with the Titans Return stuff because that just means like you can switch around the heads and bodies and stuff. With yeah, do you want uh, me to take over uh, Jordan? Because I got oh, the, yeah, if you, I got if it up there too. You can yep. I'll 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 skim through a bit. Uh, Casey goes on to mention uh, there is also a new clip uh, showing the return of John Turturro's character Simmons from the first three movies, uh, the return of oh General Morshower from the second and third movies, and a look at the robot mode for the garbage truck that was seen during filming of the movie, who is rumored to be the Bayverse incarnation of Rekgar. Uh, his voice. Um. She goes on to ask what our thoughts are on the deluge of new movie clips. I think it's ridiculous. I think I'm just I'm, ex- I'm just done on it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean I'm movies so, like, I'm so come out with, to it now. Movies yeah. come out with a bunch of TV spots before they come out. Like that's how movies work. Yeah, but it's not like so many different variations of you, it. I mean, usually that's how they are. That's how you know. That's how Star Wars. Uh, that's how the last two Star Wars movies were. Uh, that's how mm-hmm. the Marvel movies always are. 
they come out I with. Think the thing, come, I think the thing is, is that we kind of moved away, like just in general, most people have moved away from watching television regularly. So TV spots aren't how they usually see trailers for movies. Yeah. So like basically actually condensing them into like a YouTube video that shows all the clips one after the other kind of makes it seems weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm not like, I just, I mean, that's just how, this is how movies are marketed now is they, they do a bunch of them. Like, it's not like, it's not like every movie, it's not like every, it's not like there's theatrical trailers. I mean, there are what, three, three, three theatrical trailers. Although I've seen a couple of major movies in the last few months and it's still, they're all still just playing that first one. So, I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't feel like we've been, I, the only way that you, that it's a deluge of trailers is if you, are forcing yourself to watch every single one of them. Like we are. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 mean I can't say. You know what? I don't just, watch most. Probably affect- <laughs> but we're probably affected a bit by like the fact that we're doing a show about it and we're paying attention to it now. Right? Yeah, that's like true. I mean, it's, it's yeah, a point. I will say, I will say, I signed up to be on a Beast Wars podcast, not a Transformers <laughs> podcast. I know it was my idea to do the, tri- the, uh, the, to watch the Michael Bay movie, but, and I think that's, you know, I'm not saying it's not relevant, <laughs> but like, we don't have to, I don't, I don't feel that we have to review every single trailer, especially TV spots. Cause those, yeah, there are always 35 TV spots that come out two weeks before the movie. And then 35 more that comes out two weeks after the movie. Like that's just how. Yeah. That, yeah. Well, that said, I, I really appreciate uh, Casey setting us these news posts and, and her opinions on the trailer. So there's no problem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. just a little, exhausted on it myself i didn't mean to come off as a casey negative i am a very casey positive person um i just uh i just um yeah i mean that's i'm 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 tired that's okay <laughs> well i'll i'll try and be quick through this um <laughs> she she does uh, mention that the the new movie is confirmed to be tw- about 20 minutes a little bit less than 20 minutes shorter than the others uh, apparently it's going to be 148 minutes long so that's a like exactly over two the, hours. 148 minutes is is two hour two and a half hours. Two hours and 28 minutes. Yes. Yeah. So that's the same length as Dark of the Moon. Wasn't Dark of the Moon like closer to two hours and 40 minutes? Yeah, I think Dark of the Moon was 240. Yeah. Okay. Ten. So ten, like 10 minutes shorter. <laughs> well, like, they they did say that it depends on which movie you compare it to. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's 20s is the most shorter it is compared to the other movies. Yeah. Uh, she goes on to, uh, say that the, with the Bumblebee spinoff that they've confirmed that actress, model, singer, Haley Steinfeld or Steinfeld rather, uh, has been confirmed to be the star of the Bumblebee movie. Uh, so thankfully we will not have a return of Sam Witwicky or any of the Witwickys I would hope. So Google tells me that Dark of the Moon was two hours and 37 minutes. So this movie okay. is nine minutes shorter than... Dark of the oh Moon. Oh my god, that's it. So, <laughs> so it, if you take, so in other words, if you take into account half of the nap that I went, that I took in the middle of the action scene, yeah, that's the difference of the time. Okay, half the time. Uh, if you take half, if you take off half of the time that they spent standing on the side of a building. <laughs> um, let's see what we got. Pretty much, there's there's two last points here. Um. There's a new movie masterpiece, Bumblebee, that's coming out uh, that is going to be in scale with the G1 masterpiece cars. And Casey really wants to pick it up and because it can show 
just how tiny he is in comparison to his movie counterpart. Uh, finally, the big hot video game news that was hinted at earlier. Uh, there's a Transformers Forge to Fight update uh, that's coming out. So it's going to be version 2. And they're going to be, excuse me, introducing Age of Extinction Drift, which was like the samurai from that movie. Mm-hmm. And Hot Rod from this upcoming movie. Uh, not sure why they selected those two. Maybe they didn't want to have too many red bots on the roster. That's sort of something that Casey's thrown out there. Uh, other new additions are that there's going to be uh, daily rewards, new base features, a new boost system, and various other minus feature and character balance changes, which, you know, that normally counts with an update anyway. Uh, the update's going to be dropping June 14th, so... It would have happened before... Two days from now. And yeah. so... Yeah, so two days after us recording today, uh, and then she's got a, a link here. I'm I keep meaning to link stuff that she links, and I keep forgetting. But I'm <laughs> I'm going to try and make a point to do it this weekend, uh, so that people can see. Um, she asked if we're updated about or if we're excited about the update. To be honest, I, I haven't played Forge to Fight in a couple of weeks. I kept getting frustrated that I couldn't get better. Bots. And I didn't want to go blowing a bunch of money. I haven't played in a couple months, so don't worry about it, Greg. <laughs> I, I do want to uh, play it more. I just, I don't know. I, I'm not a big mobile person, and I'm so into like well, certain PC games right now. Yeah, Overwatch. I, I, I'm just like I, always playing that. <laughs> I'm sad that I was not able to get this, a sound wave out of like some of the recent stuff. Yeah, that was but, one that I was sad that I didn't get either. But I have lucked out with it. I finally have like three, three star or higher robots now. Just just from the random pools. I don't think I've got a single three yeah. star yet. So I I- well, that means that uh, I can actually do the higher arena, which gives a better chance. Yeah. Uh but yeah, like I mean, like I haven't played it as as intensely as I did when as I did before, but I've still been keeping an eye on it and looking at the uh, at the updates definitely kind of makes you know like reinvigorates my you know my interest especially yeah. with like daily rewards and boosts and stuff like that like that makes it a little bit easier for like even the lower end robots to actually do well even against higher end ones mm-hmm. so you know gain through the missions or stuff like that to get you bonuses that are hard to do with like two or one star bots yeah, yeah. also i've been playing another fighting gotcha game which is skull girls but that's another story <laughs> That's cool and, that they have a gotcha game now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it makes and me want to play the original, but no one no I know has it. Oh. Sorry, but um speaking of, of games to sort of close things out since E three is going on, uh Casey was curious as to if there's anything that's been announced already that we're excited for, or anything that we're hoping is announced. Um I mean I'm super excited for like uh fucking beyond good and evil 2 that looks fucking sick yeah and that like, just got announced this evening and like i i mean the the rabbits game actually looks pretty cool <laughs> i'm down for that <laughs> I, lo- I love tactical rpgs and it's what it is um yep. and it looks beautiful despite the ugly rabbits signs but i do think you're kind of ugly sorry zach yeah. um uh but i do like uh i kind of like it. i think it's kind of cute that they're like in outfits and stuff and um uh, beyond that, Shadow of the Colossus remastered is apparently a thing that's happening, which I haven't had a chance to look at yet, but I fucking love Shadow of the Colossus. Um, Undertale, my favorite game, like, up the up, top three at least, is, like, getting a re-release on PS4 with, like, a collector's edition that comes with a book and music, and I need to get that. 
Um, I didn't know Kyrie. Monster Hunter is going to be on a next gen console with amazing graphics. Like, uh, fucking like Anthem looks cool. Like, ah, it's actually kind of crazy now that I'm thinking about all the cool games. I'm excited, <laughs> for, I'm excited for Dragon Ball Z Fighters. The I haven't seen that yet, but it looks it sounds really cool from what everyone's saying. Trailer looks really good. I'm yeah. excited for the Atari Flashback Eight. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, and the at the other the at games Genesis. I'm I'm probably not gonna. There's 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 like a two percent chance that I would buy an at games Genesis for myself because. But it is cool that now this year they have Shining Force on it and. Uh, so that's cool, but I'm probably just going to make a Raspberry Pi because I already I own Shining Force on Steam, so I own the ROM. So there, so if I so if I want to play if I want to play Shining Force in an emulator, I can do it ethically. Uh, but still, uh, yeah, they they did uh, at Games has been putting out uh, classic Genesis consoles, which have like it's like a plug and play system that's got Genesis games on it and a mm-hmm. and a cartridge slot, and then also. Uh, uh, I guess the, I didn't realize they did the Atari flashbacks, but uh, they do the Atari flashback, which is a, a plug and play system with a bunch of Atari games on it. And uh, I have an Ant Games Genesis, and it's awesome. Uh, the sound card is bad, but I don't care because I usually play <laughs> those that era of games on silent. And I, if I like wanted to, I have a I have a retro trio that has a better sound chip. If I like cared about the Genesis sound chip, but I don't. Cause I'm not that kind of person, but like if you, uh, got, if you couldn't get it in, in classic mini, uh, the, uh, the Sega version of it is super available everywhere in the world. Um, just make sure that you get better controllers than the ones that it comes with. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's good stuff. I think it's cool. Even, it, even if it's, it's really silly because all the websites are like, in response to the success of the classic mini, At Games is putting out the Sega thing and the Atari thing, and it's like, uh, yeah, they've been doing that for years. This is the Flashback Eight. Yeah. Um, also, also, they are the. There's going to be an HDMI out on the new uh, on the new At Games Genesis, which is cool. Um, oh, nice. Oh, it'll probably That'll be shit be still. I mean, it's yeah. it's crappy. It's a crappy like uh, an Android phone with a plastic case, but still, you can play those games and it's fun. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm just bad with games in general, and just like listening to people talk about them <laughs> or go crazy about them on Twitter. Yeah. Alrighty. Uh, yeah. So there's our questions and our news posts for the week. Uh, any plugs for this week? Oh, um, Darren Husted has has been playing out the his uh, Prince track by track uh, podcast recently. Like he he's he's I think he's gone through like at least five songs from the from his first album and uh i mentioned it before but just in case you you're hearing this for the first time uh it's basically he's going through all of the albums and songs that prince himself released uh track by track discussing each like each one giving a little bit of history uh and talking with someone about you know their like like their uh relationship to prince and prince songs and and the song that they're currently talking about in the episode. And like he's he's uh Darren Houston is pretty much the person who got me interested in doing podcasting and he does a really good job of like these in like these review things. Mm-hmm. Cool. I know. Yeah, and um I'm Daniel Chair at Tumblr.com. 
dangertotomo.com for my art blog. Uh, my Twitter is at this is emeralds. My Instagram at is uh, this is emerald. And you can catch my YouTube channel, this is emerald. Just look it up. Uh, I'm doing let's plays of Sonic Adventure 2, uh, Overwatch, uh, Shining Force 2, and Sonic 3 and Knuckles. A lot of Genesis in there, actually. Two Genesis games. So you should check that out if you like Kendall's Genesis stuff. <laughs> and M, you were on the, was it this past week's Teenagers with Attitude? I was. I was yes. on a, I've, been, I've been doing a lot of guesting recently. Cool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I said, I was like uh, listening to a bunch of stuff that I was uh, uh, behind on, and it was like a whole slew of episodes of Emily t- <laughs> yeah I was pretty I was pretty happy about it's that Emmy Palooza Casey noticed that too and she was messaging me about it I'm like hey she's like hey you were like on DC comedy and then you're on um uh, GPS I think it was and then I'm like yeah and I'm on this is Teenagers of Attitude and, and this other thing and she's like oh okay <laughs> yeah it was, uh, it was pretty cool Kendall how about uh, you uh, well this week on kendallcast.ninja my website that you can go to that has all my stuff uh, you'll be able to find uh, a new episode of the Katarn Collection uh, where we review uh, Rogue Squadron and uh, Episode 1 Racer. Uh, and then also there's going to be a new episode of The Pull List. Uh, the theory was that if I did monthly episodes that I would spread them out over the course of the month so there would be regular content. Uh, but that does not seem to be what's happening because I'm bad at stuff. Uh, <laughs> so in between, I have been writing... Uh, short uninformed uh, retro game reviews uh, probably will end up if I am slow at work that later this week I'll probably end up writing uh, some first impressions on the Japanese version of Super Mario World so nice cool oh yeah I saw that you had that cartridge uh-huh I figured out how to save the game so um, everything else seems to be extraneous all the other text seems to be extraneous mm-hmm. so uh, that's it good. is yeah I know how ghosts yeah. work yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as always, feel free to check us out on audioentropy.com. Uh, if you like what you hear, we got like 12 other shows <laughs> on the website now. Uh, and I know that there's probably another one or two that are in the works. Yeah, uh, there so, is. So, so check them out. Uh, we've also got the donate link on top, which is always appreciated. Uh, if you can, help. if you it, can, it, if you can donate $300 this week. Will review more than meets the eye, Volume One. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good luck with that. Yeah. Good luck um, with that. <laughs> all, all, it has to be one donor. It has to be one donor. <laughs> oh God, no! If, if you guys want to rally together three hundred dollars, then we'll fucking do it. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but the all the money that that's donated on the audio entropy site actually goes to the hosting costs and. Helps yeah, Joel out because it's out of out of the it nicest will, it will of not his heart, help us buy graphic that. novels, but we'll still no. go and do you pay. <laughs> yeah. that, that would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, as well, uh, not this coming week. I'm assuming it'll be the following week. I'll be on a Teenagers with Attitude episode uh, with Zach, Matt, uh, Luke, and Eric. Uh, we'll be reviewing an episode. It was a fun episode. I really had fun with the. Um, but yeah, there you go. Another week. Season two is finally down. Oh my god. Oh no. So, so now we're Lord, on to the season last, three. Last leg of the race, guys. Last 13 <laughs> episodes. So yeah, there you go. It's been a week. So for Warren Beast, I have been Greg. I've been Emily. 
I've been Jordan. I'm Kendall. Let's roll, folks. Dig. <laughs> <laughs> so did I mention the Yu-Gi-Oh game I was playing? 